We need a bit for you, Brad. What would it be? Brad's Brad's bits. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and trip around the world for a soccer update from all over the globe. My name is Alex. I'm joined, as always, by Brady and Dave. Boys, happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. Ha-ha, thank you. Quick shout-out to Ian, producer for our podcast. Thank you, Ian, for all that you do behind the glass, turning those knobs and dials. Thank you to Jen helping us run our social media accounts. Just like last week, we have a busy week of sports to catch you all up on. First and foremost, because I watched it today and I want it out there, Players' Championship took place this oh. last weekend. For those of you that don't know, that is a golf tournament. Yes, Starting I, I roll. Golf. Okay. <laughs> this is a cool story, though. Cam Cameron Smith from Australia, he won today and usually championships uh, the final round of a championship takes place on a sunday they had to do it today because of rain delays because it's down in florida and they had a monsoon on thursday and friday basically anyway cam smith from australia lives in florida now his family from australia came to watch him play in this tournament And it was the first time they've seen each other in about two and a half years due to COVID. So then he wins the tournament that they came to watch him play in, which is is the players. It's the biggest purse. It's the tightest field of the whole entire season. Congratulations to Cam. What a cool way to welcome your family. Okay. That is nice. We did on that, but that is nice. That's really cool. I really like that story. Also sick mullet, bro. Yeah, he does. He does have a mullet. He does have a mullet. Got to give him that. And he's got kind of that dirty blonde stash too. That's uh, it's an interesting look. Look is eh, his game is crisp. He almost gave it away too on the last hole of the course. He put one in the water, uh, and he had a two-stroke lead. Brought it down to one, but getting a bogey on that hole was enough. Got away with the victory. Congratulations, Cam. So in addition to that, we also have NFL free agency, which is in full swing right now, even though it technically shouldn't be allowed to, like no players are allowed to sign contracts yet for new teams, but deals are in place. Agents have confirmed that come the free agency period, which starts on Wednesday, people Players are signing to certain teams for certain amounts of money. Gotcha. So my phone has been buzzing with notifications all day long. A lot of it is GMs and coaches wanting my opinions before they make their deals. Gotcha. Of course. But the headline (laughs) stealing news is Tom Brady, who 40 days after retiring has unretired which is the biggest eye roll of all time for me. (laughs) I knew this was going to happen the moment he retired and he's just, go away. 
I want him to go away. I'm excited to have him back. Goat. I just say, like, I for a long time, I agreed, like, get rid of him, but I've kind of got to the point where it's just funny to watch how long he could dominate the game. Like, I'm, I'm intrigued again. Like, yeah, I thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl in this year because I didn't think anybody from the NFC was that strong. I know people really like the Rams, but I thought it was going to be them. I suppose I... <sighs> I feel like he's not going to re- actually retire until he wins another Super Bowl. So, which could be this year. I think they jumped up to second in the odds to win the Super Bowl as soon as mm-hmm. he said, "I'm back." So yeah, that's fun. Of course, <laughs> of course. Maybe Aaron Rodgers My- should have gone to Denver. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the division on lock. Why would he leave? <laughs> yeah. No reason to, unless. They can't reach a deal with Devontae Adams, which yes. they will. They will yeah, figure they that will. out. Yeah. You you cannot let him leave. I am surprised that one thing has been left off of your introductions list. Baseball is back. I was actually going to say that. Hey. Uh, it's not on the list, but yes, baseball is back. So in addition to all the transactions happening in the NFL, you also have baseball trades happening. Some big blockbuster ones. Personally. Hoping the Twins lock up another pitcher. Already got Sonny Gray from the Reds. But we need another pitcher in our rotation to even be relevant this year. So, we'll see. Uh, have the Cubs done anything, really? He signed a, like, utility shortstop. I He was playing for the Ooh. Twins last year. That's right. I think. Oh, that's God, right. What's his name? Duh. Angleton Simmons. Yes. So he's like supposed to be a great fielder, but kind of. Yes. Eh, he is a point. former gold glove winner. Um, so he's a lockdown shortstop. His batting average leaves something to be desired, but he's one of the best two strike hitters in the MLB. Oh. So dropping some knowledge. Yeah. Well, if you come on my baseball team, I got to look you up. Also, it helps when you watch 90% of the baseball games for your team, which I did last year. Because <laughs> I thought they had a chance to be good, and they weren't. <laughs> All right. Let's focus in on more Minnesota things. <laughs> oh, <Gotcha>. good. <laughs> yes. But soccer. It's soccer-related. Don't worry. The Loons got their first victory of the year this past week against the New York Red Bulls. Clean sheet. For the Loons, Dane St. Clair had himself a game. Yeah. Go and watch the highlights if you've not seen it. Wow. Yeah. What? Oh, he showed up. And it was Luis Amaria that put away the only goal of the game. Dotson on the assist. Oh, beautiful win for, beautiful away win for the Loons. True. Yeah. And undefeated on the season. So that's good for you. And I really like the light blue kit. It was light blue versus red made for a very enjoyable watch of that game. Truly was. All right. Now moving to the Windy City. Let us start with the Red Stars. We have games coming up. Brady, yeah. Break me down. Yeah. We got uh, basically the preseason tournament NWSL Challenge Cup, which I believe is all going to be on Paramount Plus if you're looking for those games. We'll start the tournament off at Houston Dash on Sunday, March 20th at 6 p.m. Central Time. Houston won the tournament uh, in 2020 in the first iteration of the thing. 
Shea Groom and Rachel Daly are some of the highest scorers in Challenge Cup history, and mm-hmm. they still are on Houston, so they we need to keep them out of the back of the net. However, I do not really expect much from the Red Stars uh, in this tournament. Brand new coach. We went two losses and a draw in preseason, so obviously there's building that needs to happen. When I'm watching games for this tournament, I'm just going to hope for just growth game on game and hope for improvement. I just don't think we're going to be quite ready for silverware just yet. That's a good, honest take. However, yes, if you're a big fan like we are, watching a team progress, get in their groove is still fun. Make sure that you're tuning in, watching those red stars grow. The universe expands for them. (laughs) All right, let's move over to the fire. Big news this past weekend. First win of the season, victory at DC United, two to zero. Boy, does that feel good. DC Mm -hmm. United got the best of us last year. We got them this year, right out the gate. Ivanov, Bornstein, with our two goals. Oh, first goals of the season come on the first victory of the season. Big night. Yeah, this was a fun one to see. Snow game, always fun to watch a snow yes. game. Snow yes. game. Yeah. Um, outdueled the dueling team. We had 66 duels won to their 55. So I've been calling them the chaos hammer, but the fire came and just hit them right where it hurts. It was great. Um, our defensive stats were really great. We had 17 interceptions to DC's nine. Again, they wanted to play in transition and we were better at it than them while also being super structured. We had 12 tackles, one eight block shots, which is awesome. And I mean, on defense, we blocked eight shots and still we are the hardest to dribble by so far in the MLS. Our defenders have been bypassed the least by dribblers which is great to see. Hard to do in the snow, but still, that's a great start for the season and puts us on the right track. Yeah, it was like really encouraging to see that the defense was still so great, even with mm-hmm. goals scored, because oftentimes with the fire, they'd let up a goal. Yeah. And it, it would all collapse and end up mm-hmm. swinging the other way completely, and we'd lose the game. Um, so Nina looked really good again. Was mm-hmm. be watching the highlights because we had watched it in person on St. Patrick's Day. So I wanted to make sure that I was remembering everything correctly when I was going <laughs> through it. But uh, that's fair. He, he uh, yeah, he looked really good at moments. Um, definitely kept us in the game. But you know that, in addition to the the other defenders, is it's huge for us. Um, also, I thought it was really exciting that Ivanov like scored the first goal of the season as well mm-hmm. after many hiccups throughout the first two games. I, I'm sure that's got to be a confidence booster and hope he could package it all together and keep it up. Right. And he and Herbers, until we have our, our high row signing, they're the key because Shakiri's going to bring it. We kind of know what Shabilko is going to bring. So those wingers are really the game changers, if you will, outside of the people that we already know. So just good stuff from Ivanov, nice and composed. Pineda got in there, almost got himself a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this was good stuff from the fire. It really was. And I'm glad you brought up those defensive stats. During the pregame show for this game, they showed a clip of Ezra speaking about the defense of the fire and how we need to get back to the foundational defense that Chicago, as a blue-collar city, needs to have. Uh, I think we're seeing that come into effect here. And Dave, I won't say that the fire will never again let up a goal (laughs) after they put one in, but 
I am experiencing the same thing where I was, I got really nervous when we scored because last year that meant, well, now you're done, but <laughs> I'm starting to trust them. It's only three games, yeah. but I'm starting to trust them. They look so much better. The base is definitely better this year. Mm-hmm. So yes. Going the right way. Next up for the fire coming back home, we're playing sporting Kansas city. They are no strangers to the MLS playoffs. No, this Match happens Saturday, March 19th at 5 p.m. Yeah, SKC are typically a very good team, a very good passing team, and they want to keep control of the ball. They beat us last year two to nothing, but it was at their place and also is in September, so the season seemed already lost by then. So, you know, who's to say? But SKC are 0-2 in away games so far this season. Don't really seem to be fully clicking just yet. I have confidence that the fire can pull this off. As far as a scouting report for SKC, they always play in a 4-3-3 forever and always. Uh, with possession in mind, a ton of creation and goals comes from their wingers. Daniel Shallowy and Johnny Russell led the team in goals and assists last year, and they come from the wing. So a lot of their main stuff doesn't come from that central striker point. And both of those players will test our dribbled by numbers that I keep referencing. Specifically, mm-hmm. Russell, that's his game. He loves to take you on beat you. Hopefully, we can keep him away from our box. You heard it here, folks. Those are the keys to victory with Brady. We need a bit for you, Brad. What would it be? Brad's Brad's bits. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it seems the wrong connotation. Right. <laughs> write, in, write in to us. DM us on Instagram with ideas for Brady's bits. moving on game of the week last week we chose the epl matchup manchester united versus tottenham things the top five six spots no one wants a six spot but you still battle for it those top six spots are tightening up in the epl this was an important match for both teams i'm sorry brady that you're going to have to relive this. Manchester United came away with the victory, 3-2 to two, over Tottenham Hotspur. <sighs> Let's get into it. Yes, and you still like lineups, even when your team doesn't win, so why don't we start there? Well, I'm required by contract, but here we go. <laughs> uh, so, Man U played in a 4-2-3-1. David De Gea in goal. Harry Maguire, Rafa Varane at center back. Diogo Dallo played right back. Alex Tellez out left. And then we had Fred and Nemanja Matic in those two holding mid positions. Rashford, Pogba, and Sancho as the sort of aggressive midfielders. And I want to talk about Pogba quite a bit here because he was critical and he's been really good in the past like two or three games. And then Ronaldo up top, who we won't talk about anymore in this episode. <laughs> Yes, nothing notable from Cristiano Ronaldo's return Yikes. after his hip injury, except for <laughs> mm, a hat trick. Ooh, what He's do you still know? really good, huh? All right, uh, yeah. Spurs, I'll go into them, and then we can get into all of the fun stuff. But Hugo Lloris and goal, Romero, Dyer, and Ben Davies at the back. Doherty, Reguillon playing the outside wingback positions. Hoiberg and Betancourt as the center mids. And then Sun and Dejan Kulusevsky and Harry Kane up top. The 3-4-3, it's Antonio Conte's thing. 
nothing unexpected there. That's been a pretty regular lineup for us. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it took all of 12 minutes before Ronaldo made his presence known Oof, in this boy. game. Holy it, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. It was a gorgeous improvised pass from Fred uh, that gave Ronaldo the bit of space that he needed to create. Eric Dyer does not close the space or isn't mm-hmm. fast enough to close it. Mm-mm. And Ronaldo makes them pay with a banger from outside Ooh. the box. Uh, he, as I mentioned, is coming back from a hip injury and let you know right away. He's not feeling any pain from that. He's back <laughs> on form. I suppose it was more of a business PR move for him to miss that city game. Mm-hmm. In any case, mm-hmm. he could have hit this yep. harder, I suppose. But my only like tactical thing that I can say is all 11 Spurs behind the center circle and well behind it, not getting anywhere near the ball. Mm-hmm. both of Manchester United center backs touched the ball well ahead of their own half because there was no fear of anyone breaking in behind them because Spurs just weren't up there near the half line. So not great yeah. as far as the confidence, you know, going forward. This was very much a, well, we're going to keep them out in our own half. And then when you have a center back not close someone who's that good down, it's just spells disaster. Yes. And... Again, within the first 15 minutes, not the way you want to start a game against man, you in a big spot. However, yeah, at Old Trafford too, right? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're letting that crowd get into it. However, the Spurs would not go quietly. Kane gets the opportunity for a penalty kick in the 35th minute. And as he normally does, Ari puts it away. So now we got tie game, 1-1. I forgot the Spurs even scored in this one. I <laughs> no, this was it was really fun, and it was back and forth as far as the goals, but it always seemed like Tottenham were chasing the game. It always seemed mm-hmm. like they were a little bit behind, one touch behind Man U, and I didn't feel a ton of confidence even after we tied it up here. Well, how could you when three minutes later, Ronaldo says, hey, uh, actually, I can score two, <laughs> two times. And this was just a tap-in for him. Put it right past the goal. Nice run by Manu. Putting aside biases, this is just a great example of good offense beating a static defense. Perfect time of the pass from Matic. Perfect run from Sancho. You give players like Matic enough time on the ball, that's what's going to happen. Is you're, They're going to pick out the right pass, and it just becomes an easy goal. The Spurs tried to push their lineup at the last second, and it's kind of a mm-hmm. reflexive thing. When the ball goes backwards, your team line should get pushed up. And Reggion was just a fraction of a second late. Yeah. And it kept Sancho onside. It had a VAR review, didn't it? This one. Because it was oh, so it was close, close. But he yeah. was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but again, we have an answer from Tottenham. Or kind of. Yeah, kind of from Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> we have to move all the way into the second half. 72nd minute. And it's actually an own goal that allows Tottenham to tie it up. From McGuire. Only Harry's can score for Spurs, I guess. Romero got himself involved in the offense, which was kind of weird. He just was running around up there trying to play striker and actually almost stops this from being a goal because if McGuire hadn't put this in, Romero was in an offside position, so he couldn't tap it in. Ugh. Uh, I, the thing about this one was all second half, man, you kind of conceded the game and gave it to Spurs like, hey, 
we don't think you're going to score. I don't really understand that decision. Dave, did you have any opinion about that? Uh, no, I didn't really have a strong opinion on that. The only thing I was going to say about it is that Harry came, or Harry Maguire was just jealous and wanted to be on the score sheet and screw something <laughs> up. I, I, I'll, the one I thing I wanted score. to add is that he's actually been under a lot of heat by the Man U fans. Um, I don't stumble over there often for Man U because I despise them, yeah. but he is on their <laughs> like, shit list for sure. I'm sorry. He's on their crap list for sure. So I'm sure... Because it's such a top, tight top four race, I'm sure social media was going after him hardcore, and he's got to be in question still. You know, come Tuesday, I'm sure the fans are going to be nervous with him out on the field against against Atletico Madrid. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yet again, nine minutes later, Ronaldo says, "I'm just going to put this one away for my team." Header. In for the hat trick, Arlo White loses his mind, as does everyone in the stands, as does everyone watching. He is extraordinary. (laughs) He is. Uh, Yeah. Spurs got Ronaldo (laughs) quite a bit here. Uh, Yeah. yeah. This is more, I mean, this, he's always been fabulous in the air and Romero might be bad in the air. Uh, He just misreads this one. It goes over his head. Doherty's Mm -hmm. got no chance. He's yeah. like Ronaldo uses his back to climb over him and great header, great goal, not so great defending from Spurs. And that's, that's, what's going to happen. That's how you end up three to two lost Manu. Yes. Unfortunately, Manu is on the rise in the table. Don't like to see that. And Tottenham drops down. Yep. So, Looking back at this game, which I know you don't want to, uh, but it is your team, Brady. So I need to ask, what what's your biggest takeaway? Well, I think the most important takeaway from this game for the whole world, bah, two goats talking to one another <laughs> post game, yeah. big oh, deal. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> okay, forgot that happened. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> yeah. So was that possibly the most important part of this game? <laughs> was the Spurs Probably, invited yeah. Tom Brady back <laughs> from retirement? I was going to say that that's uh, that's what did it. He talked to Ronaldo and said, I, I, I got to go. I got to go back. <laughs> Maybe they combined methods, CR7 and TB12 combined oh, no. to become one go. super conglomerate of <laughs> health <laughs> and longevity. I respect both of them so much, but I really don't like either of them. (laughs) I appreciate the greatness that is like extended being the best. And that's nigh on impossible. And they make it look so easy every game somehow. Yeah, it is remarkable. I'll keep going with Spurs thoughts just because we're still here. Uh, we still have two games in hand, and if we win both those games, we could pass Man U in the table. It's very strange, hey. very odd. Uh, although those games in hand now are feeling like unlucky things versus a lucky thing. So mm. not super confident. One of the things I thought was a strength with this team was the center backs, and Romero has not been as good as I wanted him to be. Uh, Dyer has his moments, but seems to struggle in the finest, like most important 
aspects of the game at times against the really good teams. We've got a game on Wednesday, so that'll happen before this episode is uh, is published. But we've got a big, big, huge game against West Ham on Sunday. And that one I will have my eye very much on. uh, Hugely important for the top four race. Definitely. Incredibly important. Best of luck to Tottenham. I would like you to remove West Ham, please. Yes, I would too. Thank you for that. (laughs) All right. Moving over to Chelsea. They played Newcastle this past weekend. One to zero victory. It's a much closer game than it should have been. Newcastle absolutely looked like the better team in the first half. And honestly, for a good portion of that second half, looked more creative, more driven. Uh, But Chelsea was able to squeak out a goal in the second half for the victory. The bigger story coming out of Chelsea's club right now is the sanctions, uh, which are coming from the UK Hmm. because Chelsea's owner is a billionaire from Russia. And I don't need to tell you what's going on with Russia and the rest of the world right now. So because of that, Chelsea's club shop has closed. Supporters can no longer buy tickets to watch Chelsea. Uh, And the future of the club is like in limbo, maybe. No one really knows because there's so much uncertainty around these sanctions, what their effect is going to be on uh, the former owner as well as for the team. So this is a very weird position to find a club in. Do either of you have any more information or, I don't know, you've been watching soccer a lot longer than I have. Is this something, obviously not the specific situation that you've, but have have you seen a team go through sanctions at any remotely close to this? Uh, Not sanctions, but sometimes, and I can't remember the exact like reasoning behind it, but teams will get like knocked points. Like, so they'll get deducted mm-hmm. points in the table and then that'll mm-hmm. force them to get like relegated essentially because they committed some kind of financial, not crime, but uh, something against like fair play, for example, oh, yeah. or, or yeah, they I forgot to do point, something. Yeah. So this is kind of the first time I've ever seen anything like this. And I, and one thing that I, do recall reading about was that there's a lot of contracts that are kind of up in the air this summer. And that's kind of the immediate concern from like the personnel side of the team. Like I think ballistic might be looking to go somewhere else this summer. If they're not going to sign, they're not going to be able to give them a new deal, you know, for example. So, and do you want to be there if it's in this much limbo might make sense for him to move on from Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah. It's an unfortunate position for the club. You know, and it also brings to question we've been reading about the former owner, how he was able to accumulate wealth through questionable kind of yeah. backroom <laughs> dealings There's some, uh, uh, with his own government. Like, were there other numerous people, articles on that as well? Yeah. Were there other people in the club that knew about these things and didn't say anything? Uh, is an investigation going to come from this? Um, so, yeah, I, you know, who knows what's in store for Chelsea, but it seems like none of it is really good news. So that sucks. Yeesh. Yeah. Not yeah. good. Some uh, oligarching happening there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and that's the other, it's like, it doesn't, um, I think the club is really going to get penalized really 
hard because the owner happens to be from a country that allows things like this to happen and is uh, declaring war and killing people. So it sucks. It sucks if you're a fan of the club. It really does. All right. Enough on that. Liverpool, Dave, here is your favorite part of the podcast. You're right. It is. <laughs> FA Cup quarterfinals versus Nottingham Forest Sunday. So I would think we'll be through, but, you know, I'm sure they'll be pretty, you know, excited to play a Premier League team uh, since they haven't had any luck getting up to the Premier League as of late. But we're going to kick their butts by 3 0. Let's put Ooh, that down. Confident. 3 0. Uh, also, Liverpool fans, hoping by the time you're listening to this podcast, Arteta has turned turned off to the locker room and made a fuss about Klopp because we all know it's coming this Wednesday. So, Brady, I'm sure you'll be excited if we were dock points because even though Man U is ahead of you, you had mentioned your two games in hand will get you above them. It's really Arsenal at this point that right. anybody has to be concerned about because they were creating quite a bit of space between uh, the fourth and fifth place. Right. So they're the team that everybody needs to beat right now. And they happen to be in pretty good form. So go Liverpool. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, City had a draw with Palace today, which was pretty shocking. I didn't even have it on my radar because who would have known? It it doesn't help because we still, um, we still have to obviously get a result directly against City, but it does make a draw a possibility for a positive result. Cause right now we're actually ahead of them on gold goal differential. Oh, wow. So if we were to draw them later in April, we'd luck out. Uh, solid picked up a knock in the game this weekend. Um, and Klopp's yeah. kind of just, you know, deflecting everything at this point, like he typically does, which makes me think it's going to be like a two to, to four week thing, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with that. They're saying that he's in doubt against Arsenal on Wednesday, but, we have enough attacking power where I feel like we'll be okay. Uh, and he still has not been signed by Liverpool and the latest round of negotiations uh, did not go well. And now there's the obvious interest from Spain and articles being um, picked up regarding that. So that's always fun and terrifying. Yeah. Uh, that actually want, brings up a couple other things I wanted to talk about, not Liverpool direct directed, but related to the upcoming transfer market. Uh, there's a lot of news that Holland's looking to sign with city, <laughs> which is just oh, ridiculous. <laughs> and then Brad, I was just reading an article and this is just something ESPN shot on my phone right before we jumped on. But now that they're in on Holland United might be in on Harry Kane, depending on what like Ronaldo Cristiano Ronaldo does next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh so, God. Dave, yeah. <laughs> this last bit, we're just going to cut out because God, that's bad news. <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can't, I can't say that I liked any of that. So <laughs> no, we'll move on. It's not fun. No. <laughs> Looking ahead, we must plow forward always. Looking ahead to next week's game of the week. We're going back to the MLS. What are we picking? It's got to be Austin FC versus Seattle. The Trees versus the Sounders. March 20th, 3.30 kickoff. 
Prediction time. I'm going five goals in total. Wow. Seattle comes away with the victory. Three to two. I'm going to do a two-two draw. Mm. Two-two draw. I also Mm -hmm. was thinking draw, but I'm actually thinking more one-one. I think these teams will struggle to create against one another. Seattle aren't clicking on all cylinders just, just yet. Uh, the fighting McConaughey's actually have been pretty decent. So I am excited to watch yeah. them. And I really just wanted to say that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm excited for this game. And I think the kits, the kit choices will be fun. Uh, I've seen these teams <laughs> both in green. So if they decide to both wear the green kits, it might make for a really difficult analysis. <laughs> uh, analysis. Oh my God. <laughs> Woo. Woo. It might make for really difficult analysis if you can't tell who's passing to whom. But, you know, it'll be fun. And it would be on theme since St. Patrick's Day is this coming Thursday. Mm -hmm. So not too late to get that celebration in. Right. (laughs) Make sure you tune in March 20th, 3.30 for our game of the week. And then you tune in next week. Hear us break it down. What other games are happening? Dave briefly mentioned it, but Aston Villa v. Arsenal. We really need Arsenal to slip up. I just oh, I'm we do. very frustrated by how well they're playing. It makes me quite upset uh, <laughs> because actually they've been playing some really nice soccer. Odegaard's awesome. Saka's awesome. They got rid of Aubameyang, which seems to have freed up Lacazette to just be more of a. He needs hmm. to score more goals apparently, but they seem to be clicking just fine. And as long as Saka's staying away from red cards, they seem to have yeah. control of games. Which I hate to say. I hate I hated saying all of that. So I'm not happy about it. Also, FA Cup is going on this weekend. Again, Dave is all over it. Um, so that's why there's less Premier League games, but there's still some Premier League and then some FA Cup. Yes, sir. Plenty of soccer. Oh, you know, there is one game that we forgot, but it's not as important this year. It's El Clasico. Um, oh my god, that's we didn't pretty even much think about it. That's pretty much wrapped up, though. Uh, Real Madrid's up like 10 points. Um, I, I just don't see them falling out of that. So it's a classic no thanks for me. This nice. Year, so. <laughs> nice. Just for the record, that is on Sunday. Um, but yeah, it's it's not not as big of a game this year. It is the biggest rivalry in the world, however. So if you have the time, you might as well catch it. Closing thoughts before we wrap things up. Anything else from either one of your mouths? Wow. Nice. Love it. Nothing from Dave. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, listener, for hanging in there, tuning in. Feel free to reach out to us. WindyCityWingers.info at gmail.com. Whew, that was fast. Speedy. Feel free to send us comments, concerns, feedback, things you want to hear about in future episodes. Brady, if our fans would prefer to reach out directly to you, how can they do that? At stat underscore bro on Twitter and at BradTheBard13 on Instagram. And Dave, hit him with your socials as well. Yeah, I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at WindyCity underscore Dave. I've been posting a lot more. I also Mm -hmm. steal the... Windy City um, Instagram account every once in a while. So come check it out. If you want to interact with us on social media. For sure. Check us out on Instagram. And as always, make sure you're tuning in every Thursday. Drop in a new episode right away in the morning. 
Thank you all. Everybody have a fantastic week. Happy St. Patrick's Day.